0: Countdown for blast off. X minus five, four, three, two, X minus one, fire. I want to.
1: Recorded live on Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. Welcome to the Toys R Us report. Wanna be like him? You gotta wait your turn. Some suckers don't like him, but that's not his concern. He's your host, Icy Robots.
2: Greetings Earth people, I am from Jupiter. It is me again, Icy Robots. I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And this week it is going to get so much less weak. We're going to have a great time ahead of us. We're going to talk about one of... One of my favorite events of the year, the Santa Rosa Toy and Comic Con, where we saw Michelle Nichols. Where we saw that dude check off from the original cast of Star Trek. So, it's gonna be a hoot, we're gonna talk about it. We got a, uh, got another voice message from A.B. Silver. I really do gotta get back to that dude, but, uh, in the meantime, let's get jumping on the jump off.
1: You are listening to the Toys R Us Report. Life is a game, that's what some homies say. But we came to win, so we don't play.
2: That much is true when you're in the game going for the gold. You don't got time for games, you don't got time for video games, you don't got time for board games, you don't got time, you don't got time for role-playing games. As sad as that can be, I haven't played Steve Jackson's Car Wars. In many a years, I'm too busy cleaning vents and knocking people out the box, so... I have been away from the station for a bit, been down on Earth there doing stuff. There's been that, there's been that moon rat epidemic that I have been talking about, and it's just, it's taken a lot longer to get rid of, uh, these beasts than one would think. It turns out that they are, they're invulnerable to most, uh, Earth poisons, and that they had to, they had to kind of come up with their own sort of a poison based on Jupiter moon dust, and I don't even, I don't understand the science behind it, but every once and again, you will hear one of these rats creeping about, and they are, they are gross, I do gotta stay on guard, at, at the present time, I'm doing something I hardly ever do, I, you know, I gotta wear boots at work, and I got my, uh, I got my jumpsuit, I tucked the, uh, leg of the pants into the boot, so no moon rat can climb up there, it's not a look I. I go for, but what are you going to do, man? Safety first, right? So, when we were gone, we got another one of those, another one of those voicemails from A.B. Silver. He's dying to get a hold of me, and I'm, I don't know, I'm just, I guess I'm ducking him at this point. I don't, I can't imagine any good coming from it, but I will at some point have to talk to him, you know, it's just the way it is. You can't duck people forever, I... I don't want to make it to where he feels like I'm going to have to show up at the station and surprise him, and he does seem like he might be getting a little tense. Let's, uh, let's, uh, play this, um, let's play this file. I got it around here somewhere. Let me see. Oh, here it is. Let me, uh, t- 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 all right, go.
0: Hello, I see robots. Is anyone there? Hello. Okay. So I have been trying to reach you for a few weeks now. I know that you are there and that you have heard my message because I listen to the show. You talk about me like I won't hear it. I think that is very strange but I imagine that it is for entertainment purposes. I am a very compelling character. Let me get down to the brass tacks of it I see robots. I would like to meet with you about a venture that could stand to make both of us very rich. Well me very much richer and you will be rich for the first time. Doesn't that sound good? I imagine that you dream about being rich. It can't be fun being where you are in life. Having to drive a car that is not the latest model. Having to rent movies because you cannot buy them. Not having all the figures to make a build a figure because you are too poor. It must be terrible and I am showing pity upon you by offering you this chance. This is your turn at the big time. No longer will you have to wear a jumpsuit and clean vents with your underling, Iceberg13. So if you could please return my call I would appreciate it. If you do not do so I will be forced to drop in unexpectedly. When I do so I will bring the space pirates with me. Remember, they do not like you as much as I do. And also remember that they are pirates and enjoy killing people with swords and guns. So I guess this is goodbye. Take care, and please call me back.
2: I didn't like the sound of that at all. Uh, that is, that is bad on so many levels. I mean, the first level is... I can't imagine that whatever... I can't imagine whatever it is that A.B. Silver is selling is going to be, like, to my benefit. He's not the kind of... He's not the kind of dude that goes and just altruistically tries to help people. He's just... Not that kind of guy, so that's probably not good. And then on the flippy flip, he, uh, he threatened me. He said that he's gonna come by with the pirates and that they like to stab and shoot people. Well, we've beat them a couple times, and I'm pretty sure we could do it again if if need be. Also... I gotta be honest with you, I'm not looking, I'm not looking to be rich. I wouldn't mind being rich, I suppose, if I were rich. But I, I honestly think that if I were rich, I'd be doing very many of the things that I do, that I do now. I don't, um, I do not want things that I do not have. That is not true at all. I want all sorts of, like, collectible comics and stuff. But I don't, you know, I don't, I don't need that lavish life. I don't need that lush life. I don't. I don't mind being up here with Iceberg. I don't mind being up here with Engineer Emily. I don't mind. I don't mind any of it. You know what I would, what I would do if all of a sudden I inherited like millions and millions of dollars just unexpectedly? I would, I would open a video store here in town. I would open it as kind of a video library that stocks, you know, all of, all the great films throughout history and I would make it sort of a community place i would try to run fun specials and try to try to get these great movies into people's hands as a as a as a labor of love i want to show the world that there are more movies out there than are on netflix i want to show people that like netflix and amazon and all these things have have a poor selection i would present things in a way that that they're you know just out there and accessible to people i want people to be able to get their hands on all the scorsese films and just all these Exciting movies, and it's it would be a labor of love. It, I, if I were rich, hopefully, I wouldn't be losing too much by keeping this open. And hopefully, at a certain point, I would be able to have it so that it could be run by employees. You know, I'd find like a decent manager who could take over the place, so I just get to like dip in and hang out and you know, get that cool video store vibe. This would all just be for me, to be honest. I would have my own video store that I could go hang out in. We would buy collections, I would try to get like out of print VHS tapes and make them make them available to people, just as just as a labor of love, like just something that some rich kook is doing with his time, and <laughs> what is that, what, oh, oh my god, there's one of them, there's one of them in here right now, it's one of those moon rats whoa whoa, whoa, fella. fellas just, just
0: calm down, calm down, you're
2: you're freaking than I thought you'd be, just just chill out, I'm going to I'm going to go this way, just just chill out, don't, um don't 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 pay attention to be reaching over here for this. I'm going to be okay. I'm giving you. I'm giving you a treat. Hold on, be calm, boy. Uh, take that. <laughs> oh oh oh, that's. Uh, I'm covered. I'm covered in glow in the dark ooze. Uh, they they told us to carry our Protronics brand blasters with us just just in case. That is, that's disgusting. Uh, Emily. Um. I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go change my jumpsuit. Uh, Could you can you hit At The Movies, please?
1: Roger that. I'm going to pause the recording while you change your gear. Man, you are coated in that stuff. So gross. In a moment, At The Movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper... But you got Icy Robots, so that's something, right? You look like a nice boy. I bet you have a lot of friends. Mm. Do you want a balloon,
0: Georgie? I'm not supposed to take stuff from strangers.
2: Georgie, meet Pennywise. Now
1: we aren't strangers,
0: are we?
2: We went to see It. It is, of course, based on the famous Stephen King novel. I'm a, uh, I'm a big Stephen King fan. I have read many, many, many of his books. I have not read every single one because I have never read It. I, I do know why, and it may be sort of a, uh, like a weird subconscious reason, but I'll, I'll tell you anyway really quick. When I was... When I was a youth, I recall my dad reading one Stephen King book, and that book was, that book was it. The book was quite a sensation when it came out. Everyone was, everyone was talking about it. It was, it was the thing to read, and he read it, and he knew that I was, I was into Stephen King. He knew that I had read a couple of his books and stuff, and I asked him, uh, what was, what was it like? Did you, did you like it? And he's like, no, it was a, uh it was a piece of garbage. He's like, I know that you, I know that you like the dude, but man, this book was just an absolute piece of garbage. My dad is a reading traditionalist. He, he enjoys the classics. He enjoys histories and things. And more than likely, it was just, this was the wrong genre for him. But his, his review was stuck in my head. And I just, I never got around to reading it. I never read it. And I have wanted to recently, but I've been unable to, like, unable to score a copy anywhere. I've been checking paperbacks unlimited. I've been, I've been hitting up the flea market and stuff. I don't want to, I don't want to pay for a new copy. I want to find one. I want to find one just like at a secondhand bookstore. The book has been out for, been out for ages, but I guess other people are also, they're also thinking the same thing that they want to check it out, so... It's hard to find right now, but eventually I'll I'll come across one and I will read it. It is, it is the story of a town that is terrorized by this, by this clown. By this clown that lives in the sewers. It's, he's like an ancient menace. He's been around forever, but what he does is he, he kills kids and he kills people and he lures them into the sewer and that's a wrap. Once you're down there, he has like Weird mystical powers to send scary imagery into people's minds and stuff. And this was this was a pretty good movie. I enjoyed it. I did. I did think it was all right. It wasn't. It wasn't absolutely perfect. It was. It was good. It was fine. I thought it was. I thought it was cool. It was a bit long. It's also going to be a two-parter. So don't think you're going to get all of it in the first volume. That's going to be. it volume two but i think that the book is like a thousand pages it's enormous it's like it's like three bibles stacked up together this book is huge so i don't know don't know how they could have convinced condensed it rather into one and i'm glad they didn't try i'm glad this isn't like a dark tower situation it looks like for all intents and purposes that they are going to be trying to trying to come correct i i read vic sage's review on facebook and he was saying that the Movie does not exactly mirror the book, which is usually the case, and I've never read the book, so I can't, I can't say, like, what's different, but I, I did want to point that fact out if you, if you were wondering. Vic Sage, who would definitely know, this dude knows his horror, he said it's not, it's not the same. Vic Sage is quite, quite a king enthusiast. The movie stars one of the, one of the Skarsgård brothers as, uh, Pennywise, the, the evil clown, and one of the kids from, uh, Stranger Days is in it, Finn Wolfhard. That dude has, like, he has, like, the best name that you could, that you could ever have. It sounds like the name the WWF would give to some wrestler that they were, they were signing from England and bringing in. We'll, we'll call him Finn Wolfhard, and it just fits. It's like a, it's like a Braun Roman style name. Finn Wolfhard, it's great. Too bad, too bad dude already has it locked down when When we were at the movie, we went on a Monday afternoon and there was surprisingly a fair amount of people there. Usually Wednesday afternoon, I mean Monday afternoon rather, is, it's our go-to time. A lot of times you can get the, you can get the private theater experience. Sometimes there are no people there and it's great. But this time there was like, there may have been 15 or 20 people, which is which is a fair amount that's one of the bigger crowds we've seen on our Monday morning movies and the the dude who was sitting behind us who was sitting behind us to the right he was he was talking all through the trailers like he was full blast talking just like I am just like I am talking to you right now and that's fine it's the trailers i will I will forgive that I don't think that you should do that, but if you do, you can consider the trailers times to Time to get settled still. This is the time you open your containers and you do all that stuff. And I can be, I can be forgiving of this. But then, then the movie starts and Homeboy is still, he's still just talking. He is just full blast talking. And I, I can't stand for that. I want to enjoy the movie. I really want to like, want to be able to settle in and get into it. And Homie Homie is talking. And I, I give him the over the shoulder look like I hope that, I hope that he'll see my head turning to look at him, and that will, that will, uh, kind of be enough. But it, it wasn't. He just, he kept flapping his gums. So then, the wife gave him the, the full-on look. And she gave him, she gave him a longer look, and he didn't notice, and he did, he did start to quiet down. I think it was just coincidental, but then, a few more minutes into the movie, he just, he just starts full-on talking to the, To the girl he was with. And I'm like, I have no choice but to do something now. I have to, I have to do something. This is gonna, this is gonna ruin my experience. But this can be, this can be a precarious situation. You don't know what the dude is like. You don't know, you don't know anything about it. And some people do not react well to getting suggested to shut up. Essentially what you're saying is shut up. And some people don't, uh, they don't take well to it. And I try to like get a glance over my shoulder to see what... See what I might be up against. And he looks like kind of a hip-hop dude. He's wearing like a sweatshirt and like a hat with like the flat brim kind of pulled down over, over his eyes. And I see that, I see that he's with a girl. And he has his arm around the girl. And I think this might, this might make the situation even more precarious. If I, if I tell him to zip it and he gets, he gets like, I gotta, I gotta save face in front of, in front of my gal. Then this could, this could be something. And I decide, you just gotta do it. You just gotta do it. So... I turn around and I'm just like, as polite as I can be, I go, hey, excuse me, do you mind keeping it down? The, the movie started. And he, he looks at me like I could sort of see, like his head cocked, like, like when my dog is looking at the sound of a dog barking on the, on a radio, like he's looking at it like, I don't, I don't know what to make of this. And he looks at me and he's tilting his head. And finally, finally he goes, I got it. Like he said it really loud. Like, I got it. And I said, well, let's hope you do. And I go back to watching the movie and it's weird because the person who just yelled at you is, is sitting behind you. And I don't think he's going to jump up and chop off my head, but you just don't know. You don't know. So I was, I was a bit on guard for the rest of the movie. I'm not going to say that I was on guard. I wasn't, I wasn't like as relaxed as I would normally be. So this all added up to be a tense situation. I expected the movie to be scary. The previews were scary, but when I was actually there, it was it was a bit creepy. There were some like jump scares and stuff, but it wasn't it didn't fill me with that feeling of terror that I sometimes get at a horror movie. It's still though, it was really good. It's presently at let's see 85 tomatoes over on over on good old rotten tomatoes and that is, that's with the peeps, the movie has made 200 million dollars so far it is absolutely murdering it at the box office I think that, I think that all things said, I am going to go and give this on the good old fashioned source magazine Mike Meter with five being an all time classic and one being a dud, I'm gonna give it a Nice solid three,
1: three mic. mics.
0: Three mics. Tonight's special presentation is brought to you in part by Hardee's. We're out to win you over. And by Clorox, the makers of Tilex Tile Cleaner. KSHB TV41 advises viewer discretion. This motion picture is rated V. It contains violent scenes, which may not be suitable for children. Today, we bring to you a Toys R Us report, South Bay's mission, the 2017 Santa Rosa Toy and Comic Con.
2: All right, my dudes, we are back for the final segment of the show that we are recording. We're recording this show all out of order, and even though this is the middle part, it is the part that I am recording last. We just got back from the Santa Rosa Toy and Comic-Con, which is, which is just about my favorite day of the entire year. We do a bunch of nerdy things all the time, but this is, this is Santa Rosa's own homegrown Toy and Comic-Con. It's, it is, like, so much fun. It's so much fun to have the event, like, right here in your hometown. We have to, we have, like, a 10-minute drive, and it's free parking, and admission is only 10 bucks. It is so much fun. It's at the it's at the fairgrounds. It's not the... It's not the biggest Comic-Con in the world. It's not the, uh, San Diego Comic-Con. It's none of that things. But it is a super nice, super fun event. It's put on by this dude named Mike Holbrook, who runs the, uh... He runs the, uh, local vintage toy shop, uh, here in Santa Rosa. It's called the Bat Cave. I'm going to... Gonna talk about that in an upcoming episode. I've been going over there and it's it's really cool, but he's the uh he's the dude behind the show he's been putting on for five years now, and every year gets better than the last. We had we had such a good time. Let me uh let me break it down like right from the start. I'll sort of I'll sort of go in order. We got a late start. We didn't make it there till like eleven o'clock. I wanted to be there at nine, but it was just things weren't rolling like we wanted to. It's it's just that way sometimes. So, when we got there, we had to, like, skadoodle right through the vendor room and out to the other building where they were having the, uh, the Walter Koenig. Is that how you say it? Is it Koenig? Is it Koenig? I am going to be, I'm going to be saying Koenig, because I recall that is how he said it during the panel, but if I'm wrong, please forgive me. I mean no disrespect, but we had to, uh, we had to skadoodle right into the panel, and it was... It was an interesting experience, to say the least. He is, he's an older gent, Mr. Mister Koenig. Mr. Koenig, as well as Michelle Nichols, were the, were the guest of honor at the show this year. Unfortunately, we didn't get to go to the, to the Michelle Nichols panel. We, uh... We had sort of like, you know, a family event and stuff, so we didn't, we didn't get to stay the whole entirety of the day of the show. We were only there for like five or six hours, which is plenty, but we did get to go to the Walter Koenig panel. Walter Koenig is, of course, Chekhov from the original Star Trek, and he, he is a, he's an interesting guest. He really, uh, he really said some things that, some thought-provoking stuff Well. We'll get it right out of the way and say that uh, Chekhov does not like Captain Kirk. He does not like Bill Shatner at all. Almost the entirety of his panel was him telling stories about things that William Shatner did that were not cool. And I thought that was, I thought that was a very interesting. They must not have worked together for, I don't know, what, 30 years, 25 years? And still, he holds a grudge against against Bill Shatner, and I've heard people say that Bill Shatner, he's a a bit of a diva, he's a bit of, you know, he's a bit of a pain, but to carry a grudge well into your 80s, Walter Koenig is, I believe he said 84, I might be wrong, but I believe that's what he said, but to carry a grudge from That long ago, well into your 80s, man, there is, there's a lot of bitterness in your heart. It was so, it was so weird. The whole panel was him with these bitter stories about Bill Shatner. He told a story about how Bill Shatner would steal scenes from him. He told one about how there was an episode where some missiles were going to get fired at Chekhov. And Bill went to the director and he was just like... Um, I think it would be better if the missiles were shot at me. I'm the main character. So, they changed it that way. And he said that in all of his acting experiences and all the things he's done before or since, he's never had somebody as willing to sabotage his scenes as Bill Shatner was willing to do. He was just so bitter about this guy another way that he was really bitter about him was that he felt as if Shatner should be acting like the captain like the real life captain and that he should be he should be standing up and going to management with some of the some of the concerns of the lesser bit players but that that Bill never did that. He had a lot of resentment for Bill from not not speaking up for him and the other dudes and like contact negotiations and things like that. Like he later heard that uh, Patrick Stewart was known to do. But hey, man, Bill's not your mom, dude. He's not out there looking out for you. He's looking out for Bill, like anyone else in Hollywood is known to do. It's nice if you don't do that, but to expect somebody to do that is kind of kind of expecting too much from them. It was just. So interesting, and I wonder if, I wonder if he thinks that is what people want to hear. Like, he thinks that when he does a panel, people want to hear spiteful stories about Bill Shatner instead of, instead of stories about Chekhov and Chekhov's dream. So, he gives the people what they want. I don't know, I know not, but it was... In all my years of going to panels, and I like a panel, man, I enjoy hearing people who've done things talk about the things they've done. This was, this was the singularly most bitter panel I have ever heard. I... I got some recordings. They were not very good. A lot of people around me were just, like, moving around and wiggling about, but I did get a, uh, got a recording here of him talking about how he thinks that William Shatner went out like a punk when he died in that movie that one time. Let's, uh, let's play that really quick, and we'll be right back.
0: It's certainly better than Captain Kirk's demise. <laughs> <You know, yeah. laughs> oh, I um, I asked him
2: actually I mean, <laughs> how, he, how he felt about it?
0: Well, why did he tell me no? I mean, if I was in that position, I would have said no. I'm not going to die in such an ignominious you know, fashion. As <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I didn't really think I could convince them to do that, which is amazing
1: because
2: Bill has such an extraordinary sense of himself. <laughs> <laughs> i apologize for the quality of the recording if you couldn't hear it clearly he told a story about how he uh went up to bill shatner and he was like yo man you went out like a punk in the movie and shatner's like i didn't think that i could go and complain about going out like a punk i just did it and he's like well you shouldn't have but i bet you that bill shatner was like you know I don't care how I went out. I'm not a mark. I'm not a mark for this character, Captain Kirk. It's just a character that I play on TV. If he dies, then he dies. It's not important to me to, like, keep his legacy going. It's all, it's all a work, dude. I don't know, man. It was such a weird panel, and it left me with kind of a, kind of a weird taste in my mouth. They also made, like, a few off-color comments that I thought were, that I thought were weird, he made some, like, sexual metaphors and sexual similes to, like, explain situations, and this is like a family con, there were, like, full-on children in there, I don't know if I would have, uh, if I would have done it that way, but hey, man, he's Chekhov, he can do what he wants, I'm not, I'm just me, I'm just icy robots, I gotta, I gotta keep it clean, just overall kind of a weird experience, but one that I'm glad that I went through. We didn't get to go see Michelle Nichols, but when I was walking it toward the restroom, I was, uh, kind of just going around, you know how you're looking at these things, kind of look around just to see, see different costumes, see different stuff, and I kind of looked over to my left, and standing right next to me in the line at the restroom was Michelle Nichols, and I said, wow, Really nice to meet you, uh, Ms. Nichols. And she's like, Nice to meet you too. And then we went our we went our separate way. So I got a, a nice little experience with her. She seemed like a like a really sweet lady. As I was heading off into the con. I saw her she was bent over somebody's baby carriage, like making like goo goo gaga sounds at a baby. She seems like a really, really sweet lady. So I don't know, man. Good good experience there. The the show was a lot of fun. I enjoy this every year. It's just it's nice to go And be able to hang out and walk around and look at things. I did like five or six laps around the place. Because I got all the time in the world. A lot of times you go to shows they're in Sacramento. And that's like a two, two and a half hour drive. And by the time we get back, it's late. So you don't spend as much time like dilly-dallying around the around the sales floor, as you might, so I got to look at a lot of neat stuff. I brought home some really neat stuff that I'll talk about in a minute, but let me talk about some of the stuff that got away. I, the first thing that, oh, this is probably worth mentioning, I, I bring some money with me, of course, but... Over the course of the year, I save all the aluminum cans in the house. I save them over in the side yard. We don't use, like, tons of aluminum cans, but we do use some. And I save them up the entire year. And whatever I get the week before the show, I go down to the place, turn it all in, and this is my extra show mad money. This is my... I don't care what I spend this money on. This is found free money. This is recycling money. So I had... About a hundred extra dollars recycling money that I could throw at something big. I was thinking to myself, I wanted like a carded, carded G.I. Joe or something of that sort. Something, something in that realm. And while I'm walking around, the first really cool thing I see is a, I'm going to say, really near mint. As good as you could get without being perfect he-Man on a Battle Cat. He-Man had the sword, the shield, as well as the axe. I hardly ever see them with the axe out on the out on the toy so, toy show circuit. They'll have the shield and the sword, you know, the uh the famous sword that he uses to turn into He-Man. But the axe is not seen as much as I often see the other junk. But I asked the lady how much was it. And she said hundred dollars. I'm thinking I do have hundred dollars to spend on stuff, but I'm like I'll be back. I'm kind of gonna go around and see what I see and then come back and maybe maybe if I don't find anything else I'm gonna kind of negotiate with it I think a hundred is a bit much I'm I'm more in the range of 75 bucks I think would be a good deal and I think that I think that I could have talked her down on it but we left and then we got something to eat and when I came back somebody else had already bought it so you snooze you lose I'm gonna have another story in a minute about snoozing and losing We'll get to that in a second though after we walked away from the he man we went out into one of the one of the other buildings and over there they were having wrestling professional wrestling from this group called the the s p w the supreme pro wrestling out of uh they're out of sacramento and I've seen them a few different times at wrestling shows and also at like comic shows and stuff it's a uh, small indie group, but they're fun. They have, like, a decent quality of wrestling. They are not, like, one of the bigger, better groups uh, as far as quality, like, New Japan or Evolve or whatever, but they, they can put on a good match, and it was a lot of fun. We watched that for a while. I think we saw the end of a battle royal, and then a couple other matches, and that's fun, because, You get to get really close, let me adjust my earphones, my cans, my cans are coming off my head, we get to, we get to get really close, we were almost near ringside, and it was, it was a lot of fun, wrestling's cool man, I know that a lot of you guys don't like wrestling, but if you get the chance to go see wrestling live, it is, it is a pretty fun spectacle, so we watched that for a while, and then we went back into... ...back into the main showroom... ...and I was... ...I was walking around... ...and I wanted to spend my money... ...but you know there's that... ...that moment... ...before you spend your money... ...where you can't decide on like... ...the very first thing... ...that you're gonna break the seal with... ...you know... ...once you break that seal... You keep going and going and going. But up until that moment that you break the seal, you feel sort of tight-wadded. That's how I feel anyway. But then I was going by and I saw a booth that had, a, that had graphic novels for $5 each. This was this was the booth for Bryant Comics over in Petaluma. That's a neat store over there. If you're in the Petaluma area, it's well worth checking out. They had graphic novels for $5 each. And they had, like, mini boxes. So I went through and I found a bunch of stuff that I wanted. I ended up buying, I think, seven different books. I got five volumes of the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. And this is great because these are these are the more recent updated versions. I have the 80s versions. And so this gives me access to all these more current characters. So look out for that in the upcoming weeks and months and years on the uh, audio handbook of the Marvel Universe. the The greatest podcast in the world about just random Marvel characters, this is gonna, this is gonna help, and I'm excited about that, and I also got some Fantastic Four books, I, I like the Fantastic Four, but once the, once the seal was broke, I was going around looking for stuff, and I, I found something that I really did covet, there was a lot of good toys and stuff there, but, by and large, it was new stuff: Star Wars, Black Marvel Legends. And I like all that stuff. But when I come to when I come to like a Toy Con, I'm looking for I'm looking for old stuff. I want GI Joe. I want Migos. I want Buck Rogers figures. I want Black Hole. I want Clash of the Titans. I want Mash. I want Rimco Sergeant Rock. I want all that stuff. And I wasn't, I wasn't finding a lot of it, but then I did stumble across a booth where the dude had tons and tons of Star Wars stuff in the box. It was mostly Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi stuff, but it was really neat stuff, and it's not every day that I stumble across this stuff in the box. And everything was at really affordable prices. For example, he had a, uh, what's that Cloud City ship from Empire? He had that for, like, 25 bucks, complete in the box. He had a, uh, a TIE Fighter, an Empire TIE Fighter for 35 bucks in the box. They weren't all, they weren't all necessarily complete, but the boxes were in good shape, and they were, they were good-looking toys. I got, I got up on a Jabba the Hutt Palace deal for myself, and I've wanted this, I wanted this for a long time. When I was, uh, When I was a young Sprout and this toy came out, I wanted it, but I didn't want to spend my toy money or ask for it. Because it didn't seem like it had a lot of, like, super cool play value, but it did seem like it was really neat. I wanted the Jabba the Hutt figure, but I didn't want to ask my parents to get me this playset because... There were so many other cool places, but I did, I did totally want it, and over the years, I've wanted it, and I've come close to buying it, and I finally got one at the show. The guy had $25 on it. It was, it was incomplete. It's missing the, it's missing the bowl on the hookah pipe that uh, Jabba the Hutt likes to toke on, but I've since gone online, and I've seen you can get it for like $6.99, so I'm going to do that, and the box is in terrific shape. I have it on my shelf right now, and it looks great. I don't have any boxed or on the card Star Wars stuff. I like Star Wars, but I mainly, I mainly focus on G.I. Joe. I got a lot of, uh, a lot of boxed Joe stuff, but nothing Star Wars. I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to open that door. I felt like once I got into it, I'm opening a door, and I'm gonna have to, gonna have to get more, but the door's been opened. I got Job of the Hut, 20 bucks. The guy wanted 25. I was able to talk him down. I'm very happy with this deal. So then I have this, and I'm I'm walking around the show. He gave me a bag, and I'm walking around, and I see a booth that had had some GI Joes, loose GI Joes, and stuff. And I I want to get in there. I want to get in. I'm kind of I'm kind of trying to squish through. You know how these things are. You really gotta like. You really gotta think small and squish. So I'm trying to squish in there, and eventually I did. And when I get in, I saw what the uh, what the holdup near the entrance was. There was a girl in there that was talking to talking to the guy who ran the booth, and in her hand, she had 2XL, the 8-track playing robot that, that my good internet pal, engineer, nerd is obsessed with. Here's, here's a commercial.
1: Hi, you remember my pal 2XL.
0: I am 2XL, the smartest robot in the world.
1: Don't get carried away, 2XL, because I can make you even smarter with these exciting new tapes. For kids, teens, adults, on sports, worlds, records, science fiction, music, puzzles, riddles, jokes.
0: With my looks and your brains, we could go far.
1: <laughs> Don't get too smart. 2XL tapes by go. At toy stores everywhere.
2: She had 2XL in her hand, and she was negotiating to buy it. The guy goes, look, I want six bucks, and my jaw dropped, because I want this really bad. I like... I like robot toys, and I wanted this 2XL. And my jaw drops, and she goes, uh, I don't know. And then the guy goes, okay, fine, $5. And she's like, uh, uh, I don't know. And she sat it down on the table, and I looked at her, and I said, if you don't want to buy that, I really do want to buy it. Are you sure that you don't want it? And she looked at me, and she looked at it, and she looked at me, and she looked at it, and she said, no, you can have it. I don't have anywhere to put it. And I said, are you sure and she says yeah i'm sure and i said okay gave the guy 5 bucks and the second i picked it up i saw her face flash with instant regret just da 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 it's gone you will never have 2xl i have it i actually displayed it in my living room i think it's beautiful i love it he is now he is now my second no third rather favorite robot pal behind engineer emily behind iceberg so there you have it, lady, you should have bought it when you had the chance, $5 is nothing, you spend $5 on coffee every day, and for that, you could have had, you could have had 2XL, so I got that, I was very, very, very happy, I had to go, and I had to find 2.0 and her gal pal, I got her gal pal to carry 2XL around for me, because I had, my hands were too full, man, I had all these graphic novels, I had of the Hutt, didn't have room for 2XL, so I Walked around a bit more and I went over to the uh Super Seven booth. Super Seven is a San Francisco-based company. You know them from reactions. They used to do reaction figures with Funko. They do these these remakes of the famous Muscle Men, the uh wrestling muscle men, the little pink ones. They do these for masters of the universe, they do them for alien. They have they have a lot of neat stuff. I looked around their booth for a while. They had a bunch of cool t-shirts. Bunch of neat stuff, they had some, uh, what are they, Stranger Things action figure sets, they had the muscle garbage cans full of both He-Man Masters of the Universe muscles as well as Alien, the, the famous Ridley Scott Alien movie muscles, those were neat. They were 20 bucks a can, which is, that's an affordable price, but I didn't want to really spend 20 bucks on anything like brand new at this point. I, I considered going back, but then I went over and I found a booth that was full of GI Joes and I got up on a, on a Storm Shadow, a second series Storm Shadow, the one where he is wearing all white, of course, because he's a ninja, but it's more of a camouflage white, and he has, like, a bow and arrow and a sword. I got that for 15 bucks, and I was... That's a bit more than I want to spend on a loose figure, but it's a really nice one, and come on, man. It's Storm Shadow, right? Oh, this is kind of funny. I was at the Super 7 booth still with... With the wife. She likes to buy t-shirts. He always buys t-shirts at cons, and... I look over, and standing right next to me is the dude from the Famous Monster TV show that I watch every week on KOFY Coffee TV 20. Famous Monsters of Filmland is a uh, very, uh, well, famous magazine about monsters and stuff, and it was recently bought by a chap from Petaluma, and they do a half-hour TV show every week on Coffee TV 20 about sci-fi and monsters it's really really neat and i enjoy it a lot this guy is he's the owner of the magazine and also the host and he's standing right there and my wife goes hey famous monsters we watch your show every week and when she says that he just like reaches over and hugs her and goes thank you i never know if anybody's watching and i go We watch every week. I love it. I save them on the DVR and I watch them more than once. It's a lot of fun. Go look at, uh, go look at Famous Monsters on Facebook and you can find the show. It's really worth watching. It's a lot of fun. A lot of cool stuff. A lot of local stuff. They filmed an episode out of one of our local comic shops, Outer Plains. The other week. And that was really neat. I enjoyed the show a lot. But he was there. And he's like hugging my wife. And I'm like wow. He's a friendly guy. And then he reaches over. And he's like. I don't know if he wants to hug me or not. But I reach out with my hand. He looked a little affectionate. And I'm not. Not really that sort. So I shook his hand. And dude was. Super duper nice. I completely support. Famous Monsters of Filmland. They put on some of our local, uh, scary movie screenings, they recently did a, uh, screening of It for the premiere, where they sponsored the event, and they gave out prizes, they had trivia contest. I, I'm into that, they were the sponsor of the Robert Forster, Jackie Brown screening I went to the other week, so we got to see him, that was really neat, we got to see, we got to see all kinds of just, like, local celebrities, it was, it was, it was a very good local time, if you have a local con around you, go to it, man, there's nothing Nothing beats local stuff. I I swear, man. I like a local life. There was uh, a lot of good cosplay. I'm starting to lose steam. I was at the con all day. It was a little bit warm. I'm starting to lose steam. I'm going to get out of here in a second. There's a lot of good cosplay. The best two I saw, there was a girl who was Disco Dazzler, the famous Disco Dazzler with the sparkly skates. I got a good picture of that. I'll post it on the Facebook group. And the single best one I saw the entire time was a girl is Misty Knight. She had the arm... The robot arm, this was the comic Misty night, not the TV Misty night. She had the red uniform, the awesome Afro hairstyle, she had the arm, so great. I went up and I talked to her, I said, you know, you have the best costume here, and she's like, I didn't even think so, thank you so much, you made my day. So it's always nice to make somebody's day, and she was really sweet too, and her costume was fantastic. She was with a guy dressed like Cable, and he was great too, his eye was all twisted, it was Really impressive what people can do with these costumes at home now, man. It's a lot of art. I, myself, am not a cosplayer. I don't go out and like to draw attention to myself. But I, man, I really do, really, really do appreciate the people who wear these costumes and do this stuff. Because it makes for, it makes for a more fun atmosphere. Because even if you don't want to go and buy toys, you don't want to go and spend money, you can go look at the costumes, get pictures of people, and just have a good time, man, that's what it's, that's what it's all about, you know, just having a good time, and I definitely, definitely did, but I'm faded, man, it was a lot of walking, a lot of being out there in the heat, it's an indoor-outdoor event, which is cool, they have LARPing outside, there's like dudes hitting each other with foam swords, and they, they have a good time doing that, man, it's a good, good time, I know I keep repeating that, but it was, dude. it was a good time, what do you want me to say, so, with all of that said, let's move into the final segment of the show, the something-something-something off-brand minute where I talk about other weird things.
1: Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment. Your weekly toy shop update. The Toys R Us Report.
2: We are back for... We are back for the final segment of the show. It's been... It's been a fun episode, man. I had a lot of fun at the toy show. I do... I do every year. It's just, uh... A really great local event. What else, what else is popping off in the world? I just got, I just got word that CW is optioning a Sabrina, the, the Teenage Witch, the Chilling Tales of Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, is that what it is? I, I've read an issue or two of it, it's one of those new style Archie horror books, and I have, I have read a few issues, and what I've read, I have, I have liked the the book was recently featured over at the, uh, at the comic store I go to, Comics for the Win for their extended reading club, I think that's what it's called, they, they have a book club where they, they read like off the wall or like indie style comics, not so much superhero type stuff, but the, the other, the high end, the arty side of, of the comic world, and this was, this was their featured pick, I I'm interested in grabbing myself the trade i'd like to i'd like to see what's uh what's up with that and i am also excited that they may be expanding the the archie t v universe over at the c w it is it's an archie renaissance my dudes archie's back in a big way and that's always good you know archie archie's fun archie is that's a classic American character, man, you, you can't get, uh, you can't get better than that, and Riverdale is gonna be starting soon, Riverdale's gonna be starting in a couple weeks, I'm, I'm excited for that, I really enjoy that, uh, I enjoy that show, I think it, I think it has it all, and it's one of, uh, one of the few that we, we watch together as a family, usually we do watch, we watch TV together every day, we get together and we do, we do family stuff, but we watch, like, We'll watch, like, cooking shows or, like, food shows. We watch, we watch a lot of Viceland. We like, uh, Wong's World. We watch that. And we watch Noisy, which is a music show they have over there. We watch that together. We watch, uh, the Goldbergs. We're excited about the Goldbergs coming back. But Riverdale is, like, the only hour-long drama that we all watch together. So, when that one comes back, we'll be jumping back into that for sure. I guess, uh... I guess the big thing going on, I guess the thing that is, the thing that's in the forefront of all of our minds when it comes to, when it comes to Toys R Us is the, the, uh, the bankruptcy, the bankruptcy that's going on right now with the company. And look, dudes, I am not even like in any way a financial expert. I, I can balance the books and do stuff like that, but I'm not, I'm not the dude who knows about the financial laws. But as I understand it, this, this is not a bankruptcy as if they are saying, we're broke, we're shutting down, we're done with. This is a uh, a means to sort of move around some debt if i understand it right. They are they are going to be doing some some restructuring. A bankruptcy is an admittance that you are not that you are not doing great, so you of course have to you may have to shutter some stores, you may have to you may have to fire some people, but this isn't this isn't the end if i understand everything correctly. This is possibly the beginning of the end this is possibly a sign that the beginning of the end is going to come at some point and it was it was inevitable i i suppose as sad as sad as that is to admit with first coming the bookstores and bookstores bookstores always seem successful to me like when i would go down to borders i always felt like there were There were tons of dudes over there. When I go over to Barnes & Noble's, I feel like the store is, the store is packed and that there are lines to, to get things. But I don't know, maybe that's just, maybe that's not a national view. Maybe that's not how it is everywhere. Maybe, maybe people around here like to read. I don't know, but I always thought they were doing fine. And then one day, like, the whole industry collapses. And before that, record stores collapsed. And I always felt like when I went to the record store that there were... There were people there. And when I go to Toys R Us, it looks to me like there are people there. And when I buy something, I usually have to wait in line. I realize it's not like it's not like Walmart where the line is super duper long. But when I do get something, I do have to wait in line. So, I don't know. They don't seem like dead. They don't seem as if they're booming. But they, they don't seem dead to me yet. So, I'm going to hold out hope for Toys R Us. And maybe... Maybe now I'll try to make up for some of my past mistakes and be less of a looky-loo. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll start picking up more Marvel Legends when I, when I see them. We have to take this, we have to take this as a sign that it is heading toward the end, but it may not, it may not be too late. Go down to Toys R Us and pick something up. Go, go buy anything. If you have to get, if you gotta get your nephew a present or your niece a present, don't, Don't go to Walmart, don't go to Target, those places are doing fine. Go get, go get the kid a toy, at good old, good old Toys R Us. And also, if you have a Kmart near you, go, go to Kmart. You know my, you know my love for that place. But that place is sadly on its last legs, too. Just, just this past weekend, me and the wife were, we were looking for something to do. We had a couple hours to kill, and we wanted to get out of the house. So we're just like, let's go over, uh, let's go to the mall, and grab something to eat, and just walk around. I don't know, like, look around for Pokemon or something. So we headed over to, to the Cotting town Mall. That is, that's not the main downtown mall here. That's the mall on the, uh, other side of town. It's a, I don't know how you would, how you would describe it. At one time, it was an outdoor shopping center, and they put a roof on it. There's a Target there. There's a Whole Foods, uh, a JCPenney. I think those are... The Anchor stores, but a lot of the interior stores are, it's empty. We're walking through the, through the inside, and there's more vacant stores right now than, than there are stores, and Cottingtown has always been a Santa Rosa institution, for real. I have been going to Cottingtown for forever. I do admit that when the record store shut down there, I did I did start going less. That was the main reason I would go there. It was one of the few remaining record stores in town. And I I like to just... I like to go get things there. I like to go look there. And when they shut down, I did not go as much. But I do still go down there. And I do... Um, I do like to walk around the mall. But sadly, it's like... The days of the mall may be just completely out the window. The downtown mall. The Simon Mall in the middle of downtown. They seem like... They seem like they're doing all right. There's a lot of people, a lot of people milling about, but Cotton Town has, they have some good restaurants. There's this place called Urban Eats that, that we were, uh, we were checking out and I've never been there before. I think it may be a California only chain. They sell like, I got a turkey plate and it was just like turkey, like sliced turkey with with some mashed potatoes on a a plate, like a dinner plate, served sort of, sort of cafeteria style. You know how when you get to the end of the buffet, there is sometimes, like, a dude slicing ham, or a dude slicing beef, or whatever. It's sort of like that, like, you can go down and go, oh yeah, give me some of that turkey, and give me some mashed potatoes, and, you know, chop off a bit of that, uh, that beef flank, whatever, whatever cut it is, I, I don't even know, but I got... I got turkey, and I got mashed potatoes, and that was, that was pretty good, but the overall mall experience was, it was more depressing than anything, we went into JCPenney's, there's a, there's a three floor JCPenney's there, and we wanted to go, we're looking for a new couch, we're in the market for a new couch, so we went up there to kinda, just see what there was, and the first floor is like ladies stuff, you know, makeup and purses and all that stuff, and that's floor... That floor seemed, like, fairly brisk, but then when we moved up into the second floor, which is furniture and also, like, men's stuff and things, that area was, like, completely dead. There was us, and I'm not even exaggerating, there was only us and the salespeople, and this is a big... J C Penny anchor store in the mall. It was quite big. And then when we headed up to the third floor, which is where the where the children's stuff is, they have toys there. I didn't realize they had some WWE figures. They had some some Star Wars stuff. They had some Star Wars Black series, which was which was a bit of a surprise. And at any rate, when we were up there, there was nobody. It was just us. There were no salespeople. There was Nobody. it was like, it was like a ghost town. It was like being in this remote ghost town. It was the weirdest thing. We, we could have taken a nap right in the middle of the floor. We were looking at these toys and looking around and just sort of, just sort of chilling out in the solitude for like a good, a good 15 minutes and I did not see a soul. So, I don't know. I don't want the, I don't want the going out to get stuff experience to go away. I don't know. I don't know what I would do if I didn't have to go out and get stuff. That's one of, that's one of the ways I spend my time. I go out and I look for toys. I go to the different toy stores. I go to the Targets. I go to the Walmarts. And I, I look around for stuff. I go, I just go out and I get stuff. It's a, uh, it's a nice activity of mine. I'm a hunter-gatherer sort. And as this starts to go away, I'm going to be, I'm going to be straight bumming. I, I gotta let you know, man, if, if Toys R Us ever shuttered for good, if they, if they shut down the Toys R Us here in Santa Rosa, I will be bumming. I go there at least once, maybe twice, and I know that there have been times when I've gone three times a week when I got when I got a lot of extra time or I'm really, really looking hard for something. And if they shuttered that place, I would be bummed. I have been I have been going to that Toys R Us for the entire time that I've been in Santa Rosa. At one time there was a Marshall's next door. Now it's a REI but my mom worked at that Marshalls for for a time and we would go over there and pick her up after work and me and my little brother would always go to the Toys R Us when I was in this is like elementary school and junior high I was going to this Toys R Us like just about every day cuz we would go and every time you go pick somebody up from work they end up getting you know they get stuck a bit longer than didn't you think so we would be like come on let's go can we go can we go to the toys R us you know my dad would let's go to the toys R us and we would uh you know hang and cling there and look at stuff it was it was great it was a great period of my time and that's that's why i'm so fond of the store now if something happened and they shuttered that store i would just i would just i would be bumming hard it would not be it would not be a good day in the life of a dumb old um icy robots what what a terrible time that would be. What else is going on? Oh, this is this is a uh, this is good news. I lost my lost my train of thought. I looked over at the at the computer screen for a second, and I saw the uh, I saw the bars, you know, the sound bars, and they just like they caught my attention. I was like, "What is that?" Uh, out of the corner of my eye, but this is good news. We're gonna have an all new, all fun episode of the Mister Sensational Geno Vega podcast this week. He's going to he's gonna talk about Saturday morning cartoons. I'm really interested in checking this one out i haven't had haven't had the opportunity to hear it yet it's gonna be it's gonna be new to me when it's new to you i wonder what shows he was into there there were so many that i liked but my memories of that of that era are they're super vague i don't have the i don't have these clear memories that everyone else seems to have i know i i know i was into the smurfs and i watched the super friends and stuff. But my memories of Saturday morning are more of... Of watching wrestling. I would watch cartoons and stuff. And then, then wrestling would be on. And that was... That was really like my my big memory of that era. I had VHS tapes and I would... I would tape wrestling every Saturday. I would tape the... I would tape the matches. And I had, you know, my, my favorite wrestling tape. Here's the... Here's the bad thing. I would... I would tape all the way to the end... And then I would tape over it again. I don't know what the deal was with that. I didn't know to ask for another tape. I didn't think anything of it. I would just tape the six hours of stuff. And then, you know, I would be watching it as it went along. So I could re-watch the matches and whatever that I liked. But as soon as I got to the end of the space, I would just start over again. I think at one point, I had two wrestling tapes. But I would just do the same thing at as I did with the other tapes. I'd go through the two, tape them over again. Go through the two, tape them over again. And then, then later in life after that, I also had, I had a boxing tape. I was, I was way into boxing at one point. This was, this was around the heyday of Mike Tyson. And I know everybody, everybody liked to watch a good Mike Knockout. But I started, I started getting into it and I would tape matches off TV, I would tape like the Sugar Ray Leonard fights, the Hitman Hearns fights, the Marvin Hagler fights, and I would, I would watch those over and over again, it took longer to fill a boxing tape than it did, than it did a wrestling tape, I, I got really far off track on this, let's, let's go back to, uh, Mr. Gino Vega, there was just less boxing on TV at the time than there was wrestling, when it came to wrestling, I would be taping like, Almost the entire hour of the show, I thought all those, I thought all those squash matches, I thought when, like, the big boss man was fighting some, some local, local jabroni, I thought that was great, and I would tape all of it, but when it came to boxing, I was only taping, like, the main events of the show, and only if, only if it was, like, Hitman Hearns, Ray Leonard, or somebody like that, I, I was into boxing, what can I say, but the Mr. Sensational Gino Vega podcast is coming This Friday, if you listen to this the day that it comes out, this is a Wednesday, so if you listen to it then, it'll be out on Friday, if you're listening to it later than that, it might, it might already be out now, so go on over to IcyRobots.com, that's I-S-E-E robots.com to find that, that's always a fun show, I enjoy that, I enjoy that immensely, it's such a treat to have him making shows. Making shows for the network. Dude's great. You know who's great also is... Is Carlos Perone from GeekFest Rants. His shows have been... They have been so good lately. That episode he did about William Shatner's acting career. And about the uh, clash of the Titans action figures was so good. I loved... I loved that William Shatner stuff. He had so many good clips in there. And just so... So informative in the toy stuff. I... I'm always happy when somebody uh, puts out a toy episode. It takes some of the pressure off me. I need to get... Need to get back to talking toys. If you have some, if you have some ideas for toy lines that you might like to hear me do a, a retro toy roundup about, hit me up on Twitter. I am open to all suggestions. The last one I think I did was Sergeant Rock, and that came from that came from Engineer Nerd. He had a bunch of other good suggestions. I should go back and find that tweet. I remember they were like. Star Trek toys from Galoob, the mini figures. There was Sergeant Rock. There was, there's a bunch of them. I need to go find that. I think I, I think I want to do one about Bucky O'Hare. Remind me to, remind me to do that. I got this Bucky O'Hare toy I found at the dig, and that's, that's brought up some interest in the toy line with me. I've been, I've been looking into that. So somebody remind me. Hit me up on Twitter in a couple weeks. Remind me to do that Bucky O'Hare episode. I will, I will straight up forget. It's a problem I have lately. I'm just forgetting things. I've been, I've been writing notes to myself. It helps me to remember, but I'm getting old, dude. I'm gonna soon be just floating off into the afterlife with me and my foggy memories. I'm just, I'm just playing. It's not, it's not all that bad. It's actually, things are going really good lately. So, let's not, uh, let's not dwell on the, uh, negative effects of not having not having a working memory, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to that I wanted to touch on before I before I go and uh, do do other stuff. Go and get up in the ducts, clean the vents with uh with good old girl iceberg one three. So oh, let me say next week there is going to be an audio handbook of the Marvel Universe in the place of the Toys R Us support. It is about Rom the Space Knight, it's, a uh, super fun, super informative, and I'm sure that y'all, I'm sure you will have a good time, man, people, people seem really positive about that show, the last episode with, uh, Shanna the She-Devil was knocked out of the park, you guys, you guys had some great feedback about that, seems like, it seems like everybody likes Shanna, dude, what's not to like, so, I think that, I think I'm gonna call it a day, this is... This is me, Icy Robots, signing off episode number 131 for Engineer Emily Iceberg 13, I guess for AB Silver. If you don't know, now you know.
0: Recorded live on Jupiter's moon, Callisto. This has been an IC Robots Radio production.